Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example... Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 368, the box office report for the week ending in Ready Player One, April 1st. Oh, there we go. I was Just like, kidding. I was like, what is it? What is the date? I don't know. And boy, it's really ending. It's it. Like we're, it's like seven o'clock at night. We normally record in the morning, but because of Easter and our deep religious convictions <laughs> or family obligations. Yeah. Either or damn kids. Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. Some family rabbit ovulating all over your yard. <laughs> Gotta go do that. Hopefully you don't run them over with your lawn. Well, Tom won't do it. The person that cuts Tom's lawn won't run. <laughs> yeah, over I them. won't cut my own grass. I might get sweaty. <laughs> Can't have that. Eyes get all itchy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm all gross. And what is this? Why is it raining? Am I, why am I covered in water? Oh, this is what the human oh. body does under exertion. My muscles are oh, God, burning. My heart rate alarm's going off. It's over 75. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember this when I was a kid my dad not even as a teenager my dad had a push mower yeah. and I remember going out there I'm like what it's 1998 why do we have a push mower yeah. can we just get an, an, an electric one a, a gas self- one I don't care get, oh like an actual not with a motor but like no. an actual like a like, circle that's one of those, one like of those the like, old like 1950s like a bugs like when bugs bunny is gonna cut his grass yes it's gonna look like that that's exactly what it was <laughs> that's like one step away from like Fred Flintstone it, using the dinosaurs <laughs> that are just like <laughs> just like running around. Yeah, it's like this is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It was. We had a when I when I had to cut the grass when I was a kid. We had a riding lawnmower because I was kind of baller. But it was really old. It was like just it was a like one big wheel. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a really old, and it was like my parents were like they were slaves drivers. Like I was, I had to use this riding mower. I was so so young that they actually had to put a block of wood on the gas pedal <laughs> so I could reach it. <laughs> That's wow. hilarious. I just, just sounds like a, like something that I had to cut uphill I both pic- ways I picture your old man like sitting on the uh, like the porch watching you like feet up Drinking a mint, whatever, like a mint julep, like whatever he would <laughs> partake in. To be like, that's some good lawn cutting, boy. No, he was gone by then. Fair enough. I, uh, all right. Yeah, that's you know. But but this when my mom was like, right, guess it's you, your mom, it's your mom then. Guess you cut the grass now. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a riding mower, you pussy. Uh, is that how that works? Thanks, I mom. Thought, all right, thanks, mom. 
Love That's you. great. Okay. <laughs> I'm four, but fine. Yeah. Uh, I was probably 12 <laughs> or something. All right, that's fair. It's the 70s. 12 <laughs> in the 70s is like, looks like 19. Literally, I was explaining like, that to a friend. I was like, yeah, dude, I was a latchkey kid. And he was like, what's that? I was like, my folks just gave me a key. And I would go home after school yeah. and just hang out at the house for a few hours by myself. You guys are probably still the, the, the generational shift between us. I think us that probably is. Is like, did you ever have the like... Just come home when the street lights come on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, that was it. Was like you could tell when it was our neighbor. Like when the street lights came on, it was like pff, you would think like the Time zombie zombie apocalypse <laughs> was starting. <laughs> Everybody would scatter. Yep. My you old know? man would stand on our front porch and yell our names. Yeah, my mom and did was that. like, "Oh, time to go home." At least he remembered them. Uh, it's well, it was, you know, well, it's a Bill Cosby joke. Take your wins where you find them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, I thought my name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> my brother's name was Goddamn. <laughs> You know, it's, he had that album title uh, to my brother Russell, whom yeah. I slept with, yep. which is a lot less funny now. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, not as not as cute. <laughs> wow, like, mm. <laughs> something was in his pudding pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Just leave and that pudding pop right there. <laughs> there was all, uh, pudding pop is also a euphemism in that. <laughs> <laughs> the more you suck, no. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Easter, Dan's yeah. not here. <laughs> and I didn't remember pudding pops having nougat. <laughs> They don't. Wait yeah. a minute. What? <laughs> Moon so, River. On that note, we should probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Brad. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, some shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. We beg for it every single week because it uh, it helps. It reminds iTunes that we're alive and still doing this. Yeah. Someone needs to. <laughs> and uh, so if you like what you hear, go go give that a sh- go give that a try. I don't know what Pretty I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to start with an SH noise. Shot. Was Maybe that's what you were okay, going with. It. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, fine. Let's go Fair enough. <laughs> go give that a <laughs> <laughs> That was uncalled for. Go, go poop on your iTunes. <laughs> they poop on you all the time. Yeah. So uh, you can also go to uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers, where you can join the League of Show Sharers, people who were kind enough to join the League this week. And that was something because they had to share Pacific Rim. They did. So <laughs> well, well done. Yes, you yeah. are troopers. <laughs> Librarian Cynthia, Chris James, Julianne Jordan, Richard Lawson, Troy Enspaw. I'm not going to correct, sir. Sure. That's how you I say think it. That, okay. Uh, Travis T. Witt, Griffin Foxsmith, Jason Weesey, Chris Sanders, Lane Levanway, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Breaking Politico, Julianne Jordan. Chris Magic Man. I'm going to skip this next one because he's sitting right there. Uh, works both ways. Works both ways. Uh, Timmy Tuzoon, uh, One Day at Thunsel, Tammy Sherman Powers, and Brent Smith. So thank you guys. Not Brent. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, well, <laughs> he, he just had surgery. Oh, I don't well, know for well, what. Brenton, we, but, hope you, uh, we hope you feel all right. I think he finally, I mean, he doesn't like to talk about this, Yeah. but uh, I think he finally got that penis reduction surgery. That It's been quite the cross the bear. I mean, <laughs> it hurts your hips. Yeah. It's a big mess. Uh, people, yeah, and the, you, you know, have to buy special underwear. You're preaching to the choir. I'm I get telling it. you. I yeah. get it. I, get, I feel your pain. Not literally. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pudding pops. So, <laughs> mine's like a white pudding. So you got a fine. different vibe when we recorded tonight. <laughs> Real spoilers after dark. <laughs> I do, Tom. And so, number one. Oh, I'm sorry. We not? <laughs> so, uh, so there. There are all your shameless plugs. I guess uh, we will turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin. What he said. And number one at the box office is Ready Player One. So, That's the movie of the week. Uh, no surprise there. It made an estimated $41.2 million. So, uh, that one, it, there were some weird releases. So like two movies came out, two big movies. So Isle of Dogs came out 
Tuesday. Ready yeah, Player One weird. came out Wednesday. Usually they come out Thursday, but because of the holiday, holiday weekend, so it's like Isle of Dogs was two days early. So there was a weird shift going on. Yeah. So uh, that brings it up to fifty-three million. So it made ten million uh, in the early release or whatnot. So that is fifty-three million on a Steven Spielberg budget. It is not listed, but <laughs> it's not cheap. That, yeah, that, uh, that seems a little light. It does seem a little light. I was thinking the same. I mean, uh, for something that's just like nerdgasm on a plat on a platter. Right. Well, so here's the thing, and I mean definitely we'll we'll get into this 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 is I think our jam, you know, as far as pop culture <laughs> yeah, and all that. So, but the thing is is that I also have been hearing rumblings from people that maybe are not nerds like i'm not gonna go see it you know like so we're a very hyper specific like there's a lot of nerds and a lot of pop culture people and, out there but and on the internet we make a lot of noise yes right. exactly but like there's a lot of people out there like my grandma's not gonna go see ready player one you know but your like, grandma wasn't gonna go see black panther but sometimes, I mean, honestly, like we've talked about before, I can't think of the title, but like when she hears there's a good movie, like she'll actually go see things that surprise me. But like Ready Player One is not her cup of tea. Like sure. that, that with the reference, like that's not going to do like, it. You would think, though, Spielberg mm-hmm. would get people over the hump. And well, especially a Spielberg like this. Right. Like, we haven't seen this Spielberg in a long, long time. time. Yeah. So like going back to Indiana Jones and hook if you will i won't fair enough yeah but i like i I could see this you know we talk about movies that are like those bridge movies yeah this is that bridge between like young adult and maybe early 20s like this is that this could be that bridge movie to get them to older stuff well that's what we call a teaser so tune into the next episode and we'll get into that more but uh like i said uh it had it had that 50 some odd million domestic it actually already made 128 million dollars overseas so i mean visual pop culture video games you know references like that's okay we'll get it yeah that's gonna make a lot of money (laughs) ready player two it is (laughs) yeah Yeah. so anyway it is made i mean we're already up to the 200 million mark so i'm guessing that the budget was somewhere is that 150 to 200 yeah um you know that's is my guess so it's gonna make is that his biggest hit in a while well he's made i mean he's He's made made a lot of stuff but i don't like he's been doing more of like the prestige yeah exactly he's He's not making the big budget the post and what was his last like the post no no like the big probably oh mass appeal yeah war of the worlds was Indiana no, Jones I before the Crystal Skull? Was, was that before or after World of the Worlds? World of the Worlds was 2005. Yeah. And so, Indiana Jones maybe was 2007? Something? Yeah. Well, so I guess I'm Indiana sure Jones. that was sooner. Or most yeah. recent. Yeah. And that was bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen it one time. That's the one I've in never. In theaters, and it is just like. It's I've awful. Never, I never saw it again. It's so bad. I, there's I some left. good scenes. <laughs> Like there's some good action set pieces that are really well done. Yes, but I believe it. overall, but, you know, and then there's Shia LaBeouf. I didn't even mind the, him. Like Shia I don't think LaBeouf, he was he was not, not him specifically. I, I love Shia LaBeouf through the, so through in the jungle yeah. with those monkeys and stuff. Like that discarded. It's just, my mind. A, it's just a I bad just did movie. not like it. And this was the weird thing. So when I saw Indiana Jones, I may have told this story, but it's been a while. They it was the weird transition to digital. And sure. so the oh, weird sure. thing was right, right, right. is that they didn't film it in digital, but all the projectors were transitioning to digital. So it had that weird 240 hertz thing going on, even though it was filmed on film and right. shouldn't have looked like that. Right. So it's like he filmed it on film to get that Indiana Jones look of the old ones. And then they sped it up to that Hobbit looking crap yeah. that I hate. I cannot yeah. stand it. And so I had to watch it with that on top <laughs> of it not being good. So my experience it was, was just not a, a good experience. I'm like, why is like there's a waterfall in it? I remember something and it's going so fast. It looks super you know soap opera right and i'm just like i can't even look right. at this I think, thing like it's the premise of that movie is that you took the two people i loved the most from that entire franchise 
so um, I don't even remember what it's about. So honestly. no, it's Indiana Jones and, and Hitler and Hitler was yes. your other favorite. <laughs> was the other favorite yeah. person was Marion. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, when does she come back? She's yeah. The, yeah. She's like the love interest because okay. Shia LaBeouf's her mom. Yeah. Spoilers. But like Shia LaBeouf's her mom. I mean, she's Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Shia LaBeouf at this he point, is a great he actor. Like, I would not put Spielberg is very progressive. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was like, yeah. And then you see, yeah. you're like. No. Yeah. I Oh, so bad. I did not like Aliens it and It's one of those movies that like I keep when I think about Indiana Jones like I should give it a second try and then no, I you never don't. then I never yeah, do, don't do it. that. <laughs> it's yeah. the one that like the out of the the Indiana Jones Blu-ray box set that has never left the sleeve. Never. I've no. never I've got the Blu-ray <laughs> of all four not. and I've never touched that disc. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I think I put my drink on it one time cuz I'm like, I'm like this, this table was $30 from Walmart. I want to protect this. <laughs> oh, so I took out the Blu-ray. <laughs> look at this. It comes with an Indiana Jones commemorative coaster. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> perfect. That's pretty much it is. Although, uh, I will say because you guys are too young to remember this, that's how people felt about Temple of Doom originally. Oh, really? What? They were not fans. I, I mean, I won't say I've they weren't that. fans, but they were. It was a very that's short round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very big shift from the original movie, and they felt yes. like it was all action scenes and no story, and that it was really violent for its day. It's and it a was lot darker. It was a lot darker. What was they're the, eating a monkey brain they and they're ripping out the hearts. That was Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw. That yeah. was Spielberg's old lady, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she was yet, but... I think they were at least the thing. I think they were yeah, a that's thing. That's how she got that's the why, role. That's, how, that's why you haven't seen Amy Irving in a movie <laughs> that's also true. since that since 1984, because <laughs> right. she got the settlement. <laughs> right. She's she like, got, I'm good. She got Spielberg money. <laughs> yeah. She got half of Spielberg money up to 84. <laughs> which is the which, money you want. Which is still a lot, but there was a lot left to come. Right. You know? Right. But, uh... But yeah, so I mean, a lot of people what felt like just, he, I mean, he even said, I remember when Last Crusade came out, they were like, why'd you make a third one? And I mean, he was saying at the time to make up for the second one. It's so weird because like the third, Last Crusade's the one where I'm just like, yeah, like I love I Last, love Cru- Last I love, Crusade. But, but if you look at yeah. them in order, like that's the most family friendly. The, the, sure. That's just a flat out kids movie. It's yeah. exactly what it is. It's but so it was a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot so, of fun. I, I love that one. I really do. Amy Irving was in Carrie. Who's the, who's no, that's the, Sissy Spacek. No, oh, Amy the, Ir- Ir- Irving was the girl bully, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was Travolta's girlfriend. Yes. She yeah. was also... I just watched The Fury. Oh, his beard? <laughs> well, <he's, laughs> no, that's Kelly. He was an, it was that's an Kelly Preston role. now. Yeah. <laughs> it was an acting role. Uh, so. what, I just, Travolta was in Carrie? Yeah. Yeah. She, he's oh, like wow. He's like the dude. He's the, yeah, he's the dude that runs over the animals with the car. He's like the sadistic I high school. Yeah, yeah, I did not remember yeah, Travolta yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. But okay. I just watched The Fury from by De Palma. Yeah. And Amy Irving's in that as well. And I was just like, where do I know this girl from? Yeah. Oh, and then Travolta ended up in Blowout, which was also De Palma. Correct. Like he's, correct. Blowout's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. The Fury's not... It, it's weird. It's super weird. <laughs> like it has uh, Michael Douglas where... It, it, anyway... You should go watch it. Huh. It's super weird. It has to do with like his kid having psychic powers. It's oh. strange. It's a strange movie. Interesting. Yeah. Well, De Palma is De known for one of interesting these. movies. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, number two, uh, we have Tyler Perry's Acrimony. From the Department of Counter Programming. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think that was Black Panther is what that should have been, but But yeah, seventeen point one million dollars, so that's quite a who's in uh, that? take. Uh that is Taraji, Taraji P. P. Henson. Henson. Oh. I only know about this movie because for the last two weeks, or at least a week, Facebook has been spamming me with advertisements for it and her face is just right there saying, Go see you this. Loves movie. Proud Mary so much <laughs> that it's just <laughs> 
Uh, now but, on digital, available. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. But that's the best opening that. he's had in a while. That's that's yeah. a good. That's a good amount well, of money. It's, it's not like that Medea Medea Halloween one just kind of kept chugging. I yeah. that didn't. But I thought it opened pretty weak. But especially. it kept chugging. Yeah. But I don't know that it came out of the gate all that strong. Yeah, I don't know that it made seventeen. <laughs> but it was making money at Christmas. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it is it is a good take, and especially against Ready Player One, because again, I mean, that does transcend all demographics. I mean, I almost. <laughs> All demographics. Well, yeah, that's true. it's a pretty white movie. Black Panther I mean, is the one that Ready Player One. That's a pretty white movie. Yeah, I mean they've got a lead character that you don't know is black. That you don't know. No, you do. I mean, I mean they show her a little bit in the trailers, but but still, I mean everything yeah. that that's an ode to is pretty much white geek culture. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I mean that's still. I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's a movie that could please. I mean, I know that we talked about the niche being to the nerds, but. Outside of that, I don't see any kind of a, you know, a color or gender. I mean, if you're a nerd and you like pop culture, there's something for everybody. There's so I would much agree with that, but I, but I would also say that nerd them, especially from the 80s, is going to be a predominantly white thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know? yeah. It's, I, I think they, they're probably very happy with that coming out against a big Spielberg movie. Heck I yeah. would think so. so especially I, he's like Bloomhouse. He makes those movies for a nickel. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Know? He doesn't have... Yeah. It's, it, he's probably playing 10 of the characters. Medea's probably in there. <laughs> I don't know. think he does in these sorts of movies. No. Just the I just what I, I saw a trailer for a movie with Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. Where like she Yeah she still looks like She did 20 years ago She looks yeah. great Yeah I'm like I, Does this woman age? <laughs> no which is wonderful yeah. uh, But it's, it's kind of It looks like They have They're doubling down On like that Catherine Heigl Yeah it's that Bloomhouse uh, like Rosario like Dawson horror, movie Low budget oh, yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're like Hey those worked Let's start bringing they've those back They've been making those For forever though Like yeah, Remember but, Idris Elba Was in one yes, Like they've been was, making Those kind of like Crazy Girlfriend, whatever, mistress type right. movies for Fatal Attraction, and there was one, yeah, but there was one before the Eaters Elbow one though that seemed very similar. <laughs> like they've right. been targeting that niche because there's no budget; it's yeah, just it's like people five being crazy. Million. They're just yeah. like, if oh. that, yeah, you know, no, like yeah, five million. Even. You're paying Jennifer Lopez five million just yeah. to be in the was the the girl next the boy next door. Yeah, girl next door was a better movie. It is a much better movie. <laughs> yes, it's got Timothy Olyphant. Is that Fantastic. the porn parody? No, that's well, not that's the original. Of, it kind of is because she's a porn star. Yeah. Like in that movie, you had me at porn star. Yeah, it's the gal from. Have you not seen? I don't think so. I think you dig it. Like it's, it's the, girl, the daughter from twenty four. Elijah Dushku. Yeah. No, no, Alicia Cuthbert. Elijah Cuthbert. <laughs> a lot, yeah, from twenty four. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. The what's that guy's name? Oh, Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's the first good. time I ever saw Emil Hirsch. I mean, that yeah. was before Into the Wild. And yeah, whatever. It was, else. A, good, it was a good little Alpha Dog. Teen. Whatever else he was in. Then he did, wasn't he Speed Racer. Speed Racer, Speed Racer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, that that did well for Tyler Perry, and coming in at number three, Black Panther. This is the lowest that it's been, but still number three with eleven million dollars is a thirty-four percent drop, six hundred and fifty million dollars domestic, six hundred and twenty-three overseas. That's so nuts. over one point two billion, and we're only three weeks out. That's not going to drop out of the top Avengers. 10 in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty high up. You know what I'm I mean, saying? Yeah, like if, it, if, it, if it had been like six or seven, I could see it dropping yeah. out. This is week seven. There's no way. And it's number three. It's going to be competing again. Like, people are going to be able to do a double feature. People are going to be able to go see Black Panther and then It'll go be catch interesting. I mean, that's, it's amazing. The 1.2 billion. 
Black Panther when that's what the Avengers movies <laughs> both have made. Like that's it's a standalone. It, it's that's crazy because it's so good. I mean, right. that oh, is yeah. a movie that that appeals to everyone. Yep. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a that's a four quadrant. It's hit solid. If there ever was one. It's a really well done. Obviously, you can go listen to the review. But I mean, making crazy money where we all hoped. I mean, we were all like, "This is going to be awesome," and hopefully, it's good. And right. It, was amazing it, surprise so. <laughs> yeah a lot of money for them on that one so it'll be interesting to see how the box office holds up you know it's during the week it's weird usually when like these characters uh start hitting in the in films yeah. like they will put blockbuster teams or they'll relaunch the comic and they'll put blockbuster teams on the comic they didn't do that with black panther no. they got uh can't tanahashi coats i think was right in the book and brian still was on art and those are like i think coats came from the literature world i think he was writing books still freeze is one of those names that like you'd follow on instagram and you're just like hey he's really good they should put him on a book oh they did and nobody bought it mm-hmm. like I, I they kept they kept trying to do stuff with the book but nobody was buying the book i just find it interesting that the movie itself is making a billion dollars well maybe they're trying to figure out how now black panther's the head of the avengers or something <laughs> i mean they're like uh we've it got looks something that way. Here. like yeah. it looks that way in the i so i've tried to i saw that first trailer i was like fine I'll watch the first one. It's fine. I've been avoiding that second one no altogether. I'm any. not going to spoil it, but it was just like the third trailer at Ready Player One, and I can't go anywhere. Like I'm surrounded by my, people. I look at my phone and just try to read something. Seriously, <laughs> but I, it's like in your ears. So I'm, I just, like, but if I just like tone tune it out. I because if usually I get to the movie 20 minutes late. Because right. All previews of these theaters around here are about 22 minutes yeah. after you get through all the junk. So if I don't, then I just seriously look at my phone up until the movie starts, and I try to avoid oh, it because I don't want to know this. Stuff, I don't, you know? and I think the second trailer is just as good at not yeah. telling you anything but they do show the scene that they've shown yeah. of captain america catching the fist yeah and i was just like seen that meme a thousand times oh i'm goosebumps literally yeah. goosebumps they like when i saw captain america is getting fisted he no. catches a fist <laughs> with, with his own hand with his hand okay. you have to be specific <laughs> just just making sure. hey they this is real spoilers <laughs> after dark <That's> right. <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't say i can do this all day i'm gonna be pissed Oh, like the that's the lot. He, he says theme it to the them. whole thing. Yeah, he says it in the first one. He says it in right. the second Civil one, War. and then he, yeah, he says it in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he we'll better see. say it. Um, they say the line, monkey. They started playing the second trailer before a YouTube video, and I'm like, nope, back. Yeah. <laughs> like the video again to get a different trailer. I'm like, I'm not watching this thing. YouTube, you're not going to do. He this. He almost signed up for YouTube Red YouTube, just to avoid it. Yeah, well, he already. He's a prime. For red, red, that's red, red tube. tube right yeah, yeah no, they did not play it that that was the fisting captain america video that was on that one that was different, different. very familiar with yes. the content of red tube yeah that's what you don't have a subscription i never said <laughs> i never said i didn't yeah, I mean, wait, no, you wait. guys are you putting you know putting what in putting you? What your mouth uh number four a fist no 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 he never d- i didn't get that far into the video maybe i don't know oh, yeah it's only need two minutes yeah. yeah um i can only imagine that's the movie oh, not okay. the video yeah let's segue into the big christian movie <laughs> yeah well that seems fitting it's easter they, they need the money because it only made 10 million dollars uh, in week three bringing it to 55 million on a seven million dollar budget yeah only uh yeah this movie is crazy like i cannot believe th- it came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden it's making this money like that it's just i don't know is dennis quaid in this i think so oh, good for him yeah cloris leachman too all right. Good, and good for her. I would plug the fact that Mercy Me is going to be at the Family Arena next Saturday, but it's already, it's like we have like 100 tickets left. So, I, I mean, apparently. Still plug it. 
do these get those hundred tickets out? Yeah. yeah, these people just sell out anything. These that people, to- Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can say that, Tom, because you're a, you're born you're, a Christian. You're born yeah. again Christian. Yeah. Good for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Christian demographic, the evangelical demographic, is that what you were struggling to say? No, no, the band, whoever, I still don't know who this is. Mercy and, Me is the name yeah, of the Yeah, okay, band. I, uh, it's just, but are they that popular where anything they do, a movie about them, like, do they just, they're just gold? No, uh, I mean, they've been to the arena before, and they've, and they've sold very well, and I yeah. think that, you know, they've come close to selling it out, but I will say this time, they're doing... Much much better I wonder wow. if it's just like It's such a small market That well, first they, off, It is not no. a small market <laughs> Well I mean like It's a small market to have uh, Big acts That gear towards that market Yeah And I feel like Mercy You're saying me they can might, break out of the market Like you can be super popular In that market But you mean I, like I, well, You can be A uh, a huge name in that market And nobody else know who you are Exactly Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there's not a lot of like The ones we talked about Rock like, shows Toby Mac that that zero in on that don't go out like yeah, POD, like Evanescence, foot, POD yeah, yeah like, like, that that break away right but the groups that zero in on that demographic I feel like you can sell out anywhere you go if you're good if you're good and you know I mean up to a point I mean you know and a I mean, lot of the within lot, reason obviously yeah, and yeah. a lot of these mega churches now actually are do concerts and so like to bring people into the sh- into the church I mean the, their production value is so strong that oh. they can do shows and so the, and you know like so a rock band would play the club circuit and work their way up to a theater and then to an arena you know and so backwards right yeah and then so so christian acts the club circuit if you will are mega churches interesting because a lot of those churches they hold two three four thousand people i feel like that would be the tamest green green room of all time you would think i would think yeah you would <laughs> you know you would think fair enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> not you know you're not going to get beat up for a lot of liquor on that rider. Yeah, right yeah. can i just get four cases of water and they just turn it into wine let's yeah. <laughs> gotcha sucker this <laughs> well, is a catholic band that's that was, true yeah that was set up really well I, yeah. thank you i mean that's nice that they're keeping the budget low for tom and they're still <laughs> yeah. getting the drinks still like getting yeah. the booze. everybody wins. wins yeah yeah all they want is fish and loaves that's all they just, need. One, just of each. one of each <laughs> so we, we got it from poof. here so Pacific Rim Uprising fell to I can only imagine it made two or nine point two million, which is a sixty seven percent drop from Good. opening weekend. Forty five million dollars for the movie the week last week on a one hundred and fifty million dollar budget. But let's go but, over just no, get, like, just to, let's take guesses. I haven't even looked uh, at. What I'm going to say over, two two hundred. Okay, yeah. overseas, Brad. Total or this week overseas? Uh, two, so far two fifty. You say one dollar. I swear to God, <laughs> two dollars. One eighty. One hundred and eighty-six million. <laughs> I swear to God, That's pretty good. I do not have pretty that good. in front of me. Wow. So yeah, I mean, they're two hundred and thirty-one million, almost two thirty-two on a one-fifty budget in two weeks. So I mean, sure, they're making their money back. It's, I don't know why they even released the third one over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it needs to go just s- straight found, over there. Straight Found to money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. How did you guys do a whole podcast on that movie and not? Because we're good oh, at our job. Lots of tangents. Not mention the troll song. The troll song. Right before the third act, when they booted up that big Jaeger, that trollololo. Oh yeah! Me and Jason Weesey just put our hands in our palms, like, is this real right now? That movie was so boring, so bad. I forgot about the troll song. Yeah, I was probably asleep. We stuck around for the credits and even saw it there. Is that right? Yeah, like. 
That's the are... most money that guy has ever made <laughs> yeah. from that. Jeez. It's like actually licensed He's that like, for oh, motion yeah. picture. For two of them. Yeah, that's nuts. So anyway, Pacific Rim, uh, you know, it's making some money. So, uh, But in the U.S., it's dropping off very quickly. Number six, Brad's favorite movie of the no. year, Sherlock Gnomes, <laughs> made $7 million. Not a good. 34% drop. It is at $22 million in two weeks over here. It is $8 million overseas, so right. about $30 million on a $59 million budget. Brad, uh, the first one was enjoyable. What yeah. did you think Thank of the Thank you for one? letting me watch your copy of it. <laughs> I, I didn't know until I saw this on a Thursday night, and I generally see these with a few more days' notice you know, to write something up for them. And uh, it came out the following day. I didn't know until Wednesday night that this was a follow-up to Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> I just thought Gnomes... Does, it, does were, it follow the story at all, or it's just another movie with gnomes? It's just another movie with okay, gnomes. So so same characters, to, though? Same characters. Yeah. It starts off with these so little... like a gnome theater troupe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Because the first five minutes are these little faceless gnomes like flipping through books. Like, I want to see Game of Gnomes. I want to see mm. something, you know, all these little gnome puns. Right. And they desire... Do these uh, people just do that? There has to be. <laughs> yeah. There has to be. Well, you should check out the porn parody, John Gnomes. <laughs> it's just a I giant... heard his hat is huge. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, he's just it's just one big Johnson. Like that's all the gnome is. He's always just he spends the whole movie laying on his side. And well, and then when he gets excited, <laughs> yeah. So how how what, what is the, why is this so bad? Like what is the? I didn't find. I it was cute at times, but like. It was it was incredibly boring and predictable. Within the first ten minutes, I knew everything that was going to happen. And again, that's probably because it's a children's film or something. That yeah, like, oh, we've it, seen it's some a, very good children's films. Right. And this is and not like one of them. I enjoy. I thought Nomeo and Juliet was cute. Like you said, you liked it. Yeah, I, I watched it. I was like, is this, this the first a, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. from, okay. from like eight it's years Romeo ago. It's Romeo and Juliet, but with yeah, told I, through. I got it. <laughs> well, Joe, you're not exactly a Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, Baz Luhrmann did that stupid movie in '97, <laughs> so I saw that. Joe's like, yeah, I liked it when they had the guns called Excalibur I'm or not, whatever. I, Hand me my great sword. I walked into that and they started talking and I was like, this movie. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Iambic pentameter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just like, ugh. He's, yeah. he's like, I want some blank first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, I, I it's do. It's colorful. I think kids will like it. Yeah. But well, I, it's I mean, in color. I mean, they do it with the numbers. That's but, a selling point. Right, yeah. yeah. It's mean, in like, color. It's, it's funny. Like, I think. It's one of the best things I could say about because I was so incredibly bored. There were, there were some cute moments, but incredibly predictable and not as. Uh, I, I don't know how to in compared comparison to the first one. Um, it just it was lazy. It was lame. Yeah, and well, so let's talk about number seven. Love Simon with four point eight million, a thirty seven percent drop in week three. Thirty two million dollars domestic, and it has a million some odd overseas. So. 33 something on a 17 million uh i know you did enjoy this one i loved it yeah uh, so what i mean is there anything that you can compare it to or was it just so original or what was it that really made it stand out um i don't know what i'd compare it to it just felt like an authentic high school movie i compared it to john hughes in my review like if john hughes was doing a coming out story you know in modern day like it was i don't know if anybody else here saw it or no, not but uh did john hughes it. ever have a gay character in any of his movies i don't know not that I can think of, but when okay. wa- you know halfway through the movie, I'm thinking like this feels like a John Hughes high school you know coming of age story, and we walked out of there like just 
loved it. You know, we talked about the whole way home, and I'll eventually see it again. I I really enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. I've heard a lot. I mean, the people that have enjoyed it have really loved it. Like, I've heard a lot of good things about it, and uh, I haven't had a chance to see it, but I know that yeah. you really liked it. Yeah. So that's that's uh, good to know. Surprising because usually these young adult movies, I'm just like you know whatever. Yeah. But like. We walked out of that one really happy. Yeah, and yeah. I, obviously they must handle... I mean, this is... We talked about this is the first major studio release that has a character that's gay. Yes. Like, the, the lead it's, character. It's, you'd think in 2018 we'd have had more of that. Like, more of your main character being a, either a, a gay woman or a gay man. Um, like, not like an action movie where he happens to be gay. I mean, oh, like no, a, no, no, a, ro- yeah. a romantic... Yeah, uh, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's a roller coaster of emotions, too, with the highs, the ups and downs of when he thinks... Because it's an anonymous. He doesn't know who he's talking to through the... Uh, through email throughout the whole movie and he has ideas of who he thinks it might be then he approaches them and he gets oh, a little someone bit of else heartbreak. In the school is also dealing with the same Right, yeah. Thing. So he, he relates to them and he opens up and, you know, and he starts imagining who they are or who he thinks it is and then he'll start kind of bonding with them and realizing it's, it's not, not them. Yeah. And, you know, so it has its ups and downs and some really funny moments some really heartbreaking moments and, but it's, it's really good. And they must really handle good. the subject matter really yeah. well because, yeah, I, I mean, it is getting such good reviews yeah. and, uh, you know, obviously you would hear if it did not handle right. this subject matter well, we would be hearing about it on every, yeah. yes. you know, news site, whatever. So I've heard nothing but good things about it. So. Was Ducky gay? Well, John Cryer says that Ducky was not gay, but uh, but he was written in a way that it could be that interpreted was the, yeah. as gay. Molly Ringwald actually, I was just looking this up, uh, <laughs> has, uh, gave an interview a few years back where she says that almost every John Hughes movie had a gay character. Just didn't know it. They just didn't identify them as gay. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of rewriting history. I mean, d- he did use all, the other F word in his movies a lot. That's true. But that was also in the very, 80s. It's the like 80s. That yeah. one, and, and if you're writing a, uh, a Fairly realistic depiction of high school in the eighties. That's the word you would that's use. That's the word that was used. Yep. I mean, so I mean, I, I you know, I'm kind I'm of on trying, the they, fence. They all, they it's all also pair, easy for me to say that because I'm not gay, so it's not an insult right, but they to all, me personally. They all pair off in the Breakfast Club, right? Not sexually. They don't. No. No, I was teasing, but you meant it. No, yeah, I'm serious. Like, no, don't they? They don't pair off. All of them don't. So, like, Judd, Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson off pairs alone, off with. Molly Ringwald, but I think that I mean I guess doesn't and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, pairs you kind of see that there's a little bit of a connection there. I guess I I was actually thinking they didn't go do oh, it. Oh no no, yeah. I meant like well they make both of those guys, those of those couples made out. The only one that doesn't make out is my Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was you know obviously the 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 grungy guy and the prissy chick and the weird outcast Basket girl case. and the and the yeah. jock. Yeah. You know like the opposites attract, and I think Michael C Hall is like. I guess I'll go hang out by myself. Oh, yeah. no, he met out with the principal. The principal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answers that question. Well, you know, he messed I mean, with the bull. Well, you get the I mean, yeah, there was a different meaning <laughs> said, that you didn't. Yeah, he's like, the, I own you for the rest of your natural born life. That was, mm-hmm. that was, that was different. Uh, yeah, he put a ring on it. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Coming in at number eight, Tomb Raider, uh, another movie from a couple of weeks ago. $4.7 million is a 53% drop in week three. It is at $50 million domestic on a $94 million budget. About two hundred overseas, okay. so we're talking two fifty on a ninety four. So Tomb Raider two, absolutely, See I you hope soon. So. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we all. Uh, also, you could check out the porn parody <laughs> Womb Raider. Raider. Yeah, right. so. I've heard of this. Yes, uh, I was. I was looking online, uh, not related.
related to what Tom <laughs> just said. I was going to mention this either way. Continue. But I saw that they made like an asylum type movie that's oh, like yeah. called like The Seven Guardians Island of the Adventurers. Oh, or oh something. really? I don't know, but it's clearly <laughs> exactly a Tomb Raider parody. But I just always love when I stumble upon those asylum or They're asylum hilarious. type where you're just like, Sorry, how, Gina do you even, <laughs> how do you even do this? Like, it's just, it's so blatantly obvious. I, because, that, you know, it, they. Yeah. It's funny because when I worked at Blockbuster, they would put those out. It, it they would release those to home video. All right when the other when ones they, in theaters, in theaters. Yeah. so people that would walk gold. up. We're like, oh man, the new trans, yeah. the new transmorphers. And I was like, <laughs> it's the same thing. I worked at movie gallery, and there'd be snakes on a plane in theaters and snakes on a train. In the video <laughs> store. Like, like I'm not giving you your money back. I yeah. mean, there's a reason why they like they keep coming out with it's those. Smart. Yeah. It's smart. Also, because people would rent movies drunk. Yes. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All. Well, that's the best drunk, way to watch. High. Like it didn't. It didn't matter. There. We had one dude that would come in and just blazed out of his mind and would just rent the crazy oh well i bet those movies would be great oh, like I'm that's sure. exactly but, I mean, like uh, he would just rent like the weirdest stuff yeah like oh, stuff yeah. where i was like i'm pretty sure that's never been rented <laughs> yeah. ever yeah <laughs> let me go look at the rent history nope just nope. you a month ago it was, <laughs> it was like when you get a book from the library and you pull out the card and like nobody had rented it since like the 50s like, oh this doesn't bode well for the me same guy yeah. stamped on there three times right. <laughs> also i told you she won an oscar yeah, yeah, I knew I, it. Cr- I I put it on there. I know. I'm I mean, kidding. I you yeah. know, but uh, but I don't think you were thinking for that. I think you were thinking of X Machina. I was thinking of X Machina. Yeah, that's yeah. why because when we talked, because you said it, and what I was saying was, no, she didn't get an Oscar like for that. Because I right. knew what we were talking about. You didn't see the, the, the Danish the, girl, the Danish, the Danish like, girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but she did. So, Miss Vikander, uh, congratulations on your Oscar. Not to I think <laughs> she stopped listening because of this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thanks so a she, lot. Can, if uh, oh, oh, Michael, if you can pass this along <laughs> to your lovely wife, uh, please tell her that we apologize. And take it all back, and she has won the Who's Oscar. Michael? Who's her husband? Who's her husband? Fassbender. Michael Fassbender's her husband? Yeah. I had no idea. Those two. Mm. So apparently, making crappy movies is not a sexually transmitted it's not. disease. Well, <laughs> no, it's not. Maybe we can get an Assassin's Creed and Tomb Raider crossover. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> be, I'm sure you he, know Fassbender would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah. Anything. Well, that's how he does usually say it to her, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. his line. Yeah, I mean, super excited. He's like, my movies may not make that much, but I am Michael Fassbender. I, yeah, have, so you, like, have you seen my like, yeah, Steve have you McQueen seen movies? Shame? Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm the, so, new, I'm the new Liam Neeson. Yeah. So anyway, because uh, his is so big. Oh, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, let me just uh, thirty-six minutes, and you guys are really on it tonight. Thank you very much. That's because it's real spoilers after, after dark. dark. <laughs> you want to say up all night? Podcast table confessions. Confessions. <laughs> so. Coming in at number nine, A Wrinkle of Time, still sticking around in week four, but making $4.6 million, a 42% drop, $83 million here, and overseas it has 21, so it Ooh. broke the $100 million mark. All right. What's interesting, like, the thing that's sad about this, I, I didn't get to see the movie. Did you, Tom? Did you? Wrinkle in Time? Yeah. I, think that's I did, did see the porn parody. Oh. <laughs> a, wrinkled, a tinkle in time. A wrinkled sack in time. <laughs> What a brilliant uh, parody title! But, so, like, I'm really upset that Paul Apostle of Christ came. Oh, it came in number ten. All right, I'm gonna need a couple minutes yeah. on this one. So, the thing with a wrinkle of time, like, so I guess it's broken some records, even with this abysmal box office, and you know it has a huge budget. But I guess that this is the highest-grossing film by a black female director. But oh, it's like, sure. But it's just like. 
it's too bad that it's uh, i mean great achievement but it's like still i wish that it was what on a she, movie what that, was she from like what was she, she did she selma. selma selma oh, yeah. okay which is really good yeah selma's a fantastic but it's like everyone did really well i mean though. this movie is obviously making way less than its budget it's getting torn apart by critics and they're like but it made this achievement so i just i guess i kind of wish it was tied to a better movie so that an achievement like that would get more well, exposure then they, and then they and sign her to that dc film yeah. which is like look i love the new gods like i love the jack kirby look that's good stuff but it's such a deep deep cut in the dc universe that i feel like that's doing her a disservice like i don't know how many people actually know about the new gods or that even steppenwolf who well, was the in people jo- that are she's not writing it like the people well, that, I, I get that you know, she just has I mean, to like, direct I mean, a good people that are gonna see it you know what i mean like i don't want to get hammered with another wrinkle in time because nobody knows who the you know yeah. n- they never talk about the new that steppenwolf is part of that dark side's part of that mm-hmm. world but they don't reference that at all i just i don't want her to get swallowed up in this like know. like this is one mark and then the next one if that doesn't do well yeah, then she's right, got two right. bad marks and then and she's making you know movies with m night Shyamalan <laughs> right. on netflix or whatever you know or, but Shyamalan's a Blumhouse. Well, he's, he's coming back. Right. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, it's like you don't want her to get banished. No, is what you're no, saying. not you at want all. To give her a chance on something that maybe has a better Correct. chance. If you're getting but, her you a know, big budget, then but you never know. You never know because I mean, people thought it about Black Panther. They yep. thought about Guardians of the Galaxy. Wonder they, Woman. Wonder. They, you know, there's a lot of these movies that you think like, oh, uh, like gonna want, nobody's going to want to see this, and then they're in, you know, Iron Man. Yeah, the first yeah, Iron yeah, Man. Right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that one. But a wrinkle in time still don't have a budget on that one. But I think it's probably in the two hundred million, and it's at one hundred overseas, and they only get about half of that. So I mean, obviously a huge flop for Disney, and uh, it's unfortunate. But anyway, uh, number ten. If if Tom has a a good joke at the ready, (laughs) Paul, Apostle of Christ. Uh, It's Paul, Epistle of Christ. (laughs) Oh, that's the parody. Yeah, they're not. I mean, people have fetishes. You know, I don't judge them. Did you steal my? Tinkle in time. Well, that's why I didn't go with Tinkle in time. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, three point five million on that one. And wasn't this one in week fifty four, or was that (laughs) the other? (laughs) It was. That's the one that was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's uh, yeah. That's another three point five million in week fifty four. It was not out from week three to fifty (laughs) one, but they did a re release for some free. How do you say that it's a re? How do you go fifty four then? Like when you just go to four. So, So like if it's out for three weeks and they pull it and then you put it back into theaters. Wouldn't it just be the fourth week? I, I guess there's some way. Is that actually what happened? I mean, yeah, they pulled it. it. They, pu- they, they it like Easter it, last year. It did its run at Easter. They re-released it for Easter this year because oh, I didn't know that. It's a so it hasn't Easter been out movie. for a year. <laughs> like it hasn't been in theaters for. I don't know. You know they, what? That'd be so weird if like no, no, it's been playing in mega churches. That counts. But as a I mean, theater. seriously, if they're yeah. selling that, if it's on tour for a year, right? That is technically a. Theater. So would you say that yeah. when when. Kevin Smith was going around with super groovy cartoon movie. Like, would you consider that? Yeah, like, I mean, that's in part theaters? of the box office. He was yeah. taking yeah, he it did on that tour with Red State too. He did that with yeah, Red State, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. That count. I mean, they and then that's oh, that's the other thing too. Like, I would count it, but they didn't. And then some people are like, oh, he lost so much money, but he's like, well, but they don't factor in. That's theatrical releases. Right. He made another couple million on the tour, right? Plus and merchandising cheap, and everything. Done. And so, I don't mean that in a bad way. It was just a cheaply. No, you can. It was, it was bad. You can mean it in a bad way. <laughs> Red <laughs> State. No, no I, thought about, I was talking about Red State. I thought you were talking about the Super Groovy cartoon movie was not awful. Good. That's what <laughs> I thought you were good. talking about. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I feel like that's an interesting model. And when he did it, I was like, that's super cool. Like, the idea of, like, nobody wanted to put it out. I'll do it myself. Like, I, I find it interesting that nobody else has really 
jumped on that bandwagon, well, you, but I guess he's have got a, his name. You got though. a brand. He's got a brand name. I mean, right. honestly, he would have made the same money if he just went around and did live shows without a movie. That's probably true. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it was just sells out every live show. It's just an know, excuse just, to go around and do. I don't. I don't I don't begrudge him that, but no. that that was just this live tour is going to be based around this movie. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. Isn't that yeah. what they? I think that's what they did with Night of the Living Dead. I think Romero Kevin said, Smith took it around. He did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Romero said we finished it. We threw it in the back of our truck, uh, back of our in the trunk of our car. Oh, wow. and we just drove to theaters. He's like, I remember the the night they finished is the day that uh, the, uh, the next day was the day that Doctor King was shot, and he was like. This movie could be something. Wow! Like, yeah, because of that ending. That's uh-huh, true. Jeez, uh-huh. that what timing? I didn't realize those coincided. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Like sometimes dr- movies just they just hit, hit the zeitgeist yeah, like yeah. that, like uh, uh, the China Syndrome with Jack Lemmon and Jane Fonda, which yeah. was about a, you know an, an accidental meltdown at a nuclear facility. That was that came out like two weeks. A- I, was it like the week before or the week after? Uh, Three Mile Island. Oh, that really? Movie wasn't made in reaction to Three Mile Island. They made it, and then Three Mile Island, oh. and then people went and saw it because they're like, "Oh crap, this is that. This could happen." <laughs> people in Hawaii are just like, mm, "Yeah, I don't like this at all." Yeah, but yeah, like they, I think he said, like we threw it in the tr- in the back of our truck. We went to the hotel. We woke up. Doctor King was shot that day, and he was like, "Kuching." <laughs> He's like, "Thank God." <laughs> There's a great musical. Night of the Living Dead, the musical, yeah, is yeah. really, really good. Right. Like, I know you're not a musical guy, but they did a great job with the songs and turning that into a musical. Yeah. Uh, there's a small theater company that always puts out great shows called New Line in St. Louis, and they did it a couple of years ago. Did they play the Ivory? Uh, no, I don't think or so. Or is there a New Line theater? No, there's a New Line. Uh, okay. The Marcel is their current home. I got it. But uh, if you're in St. Louis and you've never seen New Line theater, like they just did Anything Goes, and they did the 1936 version I think so there's been two revivals since that version and they went and did the original and like you think oh this movie this show is so old and it was written a long time like is it going to adapt but that show was hilarious and they sold out after the first week they sold out almost every night because mm. it was so good like they put on a great show but yeah Night of the Living Dead is one of those that surprised me I'm like the movie's great how's the musical because you think that's kind of a joke but it's yeah. not it's really yeah, well there's done a, there's so a, it's not played for laughs no I assumed it was it's common serious. That's what I and there is some no it's like it's seriously take it's taken seriously it's really well done there are some funny moments but no it's not a parody it yeah is, i thought it was a tongue-in-cheek no thing. it's like they actually go for some scares they go for there's dr- dramatic stuff like when you get the asshole that's you know trying to take over the basement and like you know the guy mm-hmm. that beats his wife or whatever and like you know he, are like, zombies running through the audience like a cats oh my god no <laughs> that would freak me out that is a missed opportunity <laughs> you, know, I, you know i know we have some theater people listen to this yeah i think yeah i think linnea is one of them like someone explained cats to me because andrew lloyd <laughs> weber is great like i like a lot of his stuff is, is jesus christ superstar tonight uh yeah. john, oh, legend. john legend right now it's yeah. Yeah, like we're with missing. alice guy it's the alice cooper one Correct. Go on. yeah. who is he he uh pilot oh man that's pretty cool that's inspired yeah. casting that's, that's what that good. is so, yeah so like i don't know that one is hit or miss because i've seen it and really not enjoyed versions of that show but like it, i love phantom of the opera i love a lot of his other stuff but um and he did school of rock he turned that into a musical like, oh really yeah like he's done a lot of really that's, cool is that the fox that's the fox right 
Uh, it, it came through. It's either yeah. just yeah. through or it's about. Yeah, it was, okay. it just, okay. yeah. Uh, that's a cool show. If you get a chance to see this, because I know it may still be going to where people are listening. School of Rock. All the kids play their own instruments on oh, stage. Really? So oh. you've got these like eleven-year-old kids like jamming out on the guitar, playing the drums, but the kids are the are really playing. It's, There's no <laughs> band. It's the band you, is the kids. Have you heard of the O'Keefe Music Company? No. Okay. That's no joke. Like, yeah. it's a real thing. I was like, I have <laughs> so no So, they're kids, <laughs> but they do, like, covers. Yeah. So, they go look it up. It's they're they're do, awesome. They do a cover of Tools Sober Ooh. that is haunting. Oh, I've seen that. It I've is seen they're haunting. Really good. And then yeah. they did a cover of Duality by Slipknot, which is even weirder. <laughs> like, the, the Tool cover... Like you're like this. This 15 year old girl should yeah. not be singing about getting sober. This is yeah. weird. But yeah, it's, it is, it's nuts. There's something it weird. Like it does. There, but it's like so. They're obviously very talented kids. That's the way they were even able to do this tour. Is like they went to schools and found these kids that I mean, there really are schools of rock out there, sure. and especially more since the movie. But uh, it was based out of the UK, and they thought, oh, we're not going to be able to find like in the UK, but they found them over there. They found them here, and uh, something about seeing kids rocking out like that and like playing better than adult bands that I've seen. Yeah. Like there's just something so cool about that because they are jamming out. It's not like, Oh, they're good for kids. Like they are awesome. <laughs> they're pretty good. They, like this little girl with the bass. Right. And she is just like strumming it. And like, she like just rocking out with her hair, you know, flipping <laughs> all around. And I like, saw, geez, what was that band? Nope. But like their bassist was a girl. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. Like she was rocking out hardcore. I was like, I've never seen a chick oh, really? bang it, out to bass like that. Like it was nuts. Could it be was sick so puppies? Cool. It was. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. Nice. Well yeah. done. But yeah, I forget so, her name, but yeah. she's great. So watch when it's a 12-year-old girl right, rocking right. out. And it is just so cool because they're so little and the guitars are like, you know, almost <laughs> to the ground. Like they're, they're it's full size. They're not playing little kid instruments. <laughs> right. like, you know, and so they're so big on the kids. And it's, yeah, it's a cool thing to see. But I did want to give a shout out to number 11, Isle of Dogs. I'm glad you it did. Just, <laughs> it just came out. It, it came out at number 11, but like, the porn parody, <laughs> oddly enough, also called Isle of Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like so, a doggy style reference. I was going to ask you if we could do that. Sadly, no. <laughs> it's not a doggy <laughs> style reference at all. Not at all. Wah, wah, a lot wah. of matted fur. Uh, a lot of matted fur. So last week it came out East and West Coast. This week it's limited release. It's only playing in one theater in St. Louis. So, I mean, the fact that it's number 11, it's very limited yeah. release. But it's Wes Anderson. It's the one that Tom said that they were going to make entirely out of Happy Meal toys. <laughs> and I was right. And I, um, I, Brad and I saw this. We didn't get a chance to see it like right when it first opened, but we saw it a couple days later. And yeah. I'm I, a huge Wes Anderson fan. Sure. I loved this movie. It I was thought a lot it was of so fun. good. I saw it Thursday night, and it was packed. Yeah. It was oh, really? an empty yep. seat in the place. Yeah, it's 165 yeah. theaters, and it made almost $3 million. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for a movie like this, so we saw it on Friday morning and it was Good Friday so yep. a lot of schools were off some businesses were closed but it's in one theater in St. Louis right yep. so if you want to go see it you have to go there so a morning show was like more than it was at least three fourths full yeah and 30, for a morning show that's so. pretty packed around here yeah. but um, but there were families there there were the older crowd um, so yeah doing really well I loved it if you love Wes Anderson if you're a fan of his I think you'll adore this movie um, I know like the last couple like we had some people like richard on the league of show shares he's only seen grand budapest hotel okay. and that's one of my favorites and that was the last one he made yep. um, i mean you'll love it if you love that i don't think it's like exclusive to oh if you only if you love wes anderson i mean there's a lot I, in it i honestly think it were his style works better in this mm. 
yeah. format. Like the a lot of the cutesy stuff I don't like about him in live action. Yeah. I think sure. plays a lot better in yeah in this, this style. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, did he do the curious case of? No, no fantastic, fantastic, Mr. Fox. fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, yeah that's what. It was. But that this was... is original. That was based on a book. Okay, which okay. the porn parody. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think you know where this one's. Yeah, going. I do. Yeah, I do. But yeah, um, is that the rabbit from? That's ex- yeah, it's fatal, fatal attraction. attraction? Okay. Yes, yes. So, uh, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. The animation style is so good. Um, I, I was so. Oh, and let me just put this out there. So a lot of people are confused about this movie because there's no subtitles, right? About the trans- and so yeah. I have people that have talked to me on Facebook and have message me and i'm getting a lot of people when i say how good it is they're like what do you do about the no subtitles how do you follow it it is not an issue okay so what they're basically saying is that this movie follows the dogs and the dogs are translated into english and so it's like dogs don't understand dog, it's from the dog's point yeah. of view dogs don't understand i don't know how to break it to you <laughs> but your dog doesn't really yeah. understand what you're saying yeah. yeah so it's not one of these movies where it's this you know like uh, what would you call it? It's not anthropomorphic, is it? Like, if they're not making it so that, like, yeah, but the dogs can talk, and it's like a cartoon where people understand each other. The dogs right. are supposed to be barking, yeah. and it's being translated for us, exactly. Right. So, yeah, but so, not the characters within, like yeah, the, so, the human characters. So when people speak English, because I, even though the play, the story takes place in Japan, but but when they are speaking English. They're not translating that, like, so we can understand the English. They're translating the dogs, but when people speak in Japanese, they don't put subtitles on. Oh, I see. But what I they see. do is they'll do, like, they're at a press conference, and there's a news reporter yep. translating. There's uh, someone transcribing, like, notes for a meeting, and so they talk and type, and you see it on the screen what they're saying. Yep. So there aren't, quote-unquote, subtitles, but for all intents and purposes, there are subtitles. Yeah, like, I you and understand no, what's going yeah, on. At no point do you go, oh, I wish I knew what that guy was saying, and... I don't get the deal, and I know I can't speak. I'm not Japanese, so cultural what? What? Wait, appropriation. What? Revelations. Right. But, <laughs> I, but from my point of view, you know, I like I said, take it for what it's worth. But I think that's people being offended, like the very loud minority on the internet being offended because I think it handled the culture. Like, it didn't seem insensitive to me. I think they handled like a love for that culture. It's it's such a weird thing when people start getting into cultural appropriation yeah. accusations because it's like on the one hand, you know, people are like, well, there needs to be more diversity and write more roles and do more things. Right. But then there's also this the side of like, well, then why? You, but a Japanese guy should have made that movie, right? But there, a Jap, but he Japanese didn't, but guy he didn't. can't can't make a Wes Anderson movie, like right. Right. like Wes Anderson is kind of a unique. And I'm not a fan. I'm not either. So like I'm not like sticking up for him even. But it's like, and then I'm not a fanboy. That's like you know, but like. But when you hire a white guy to make a Black Panther movie, you got problems. You there are a lot of black directors that could have made that movie, Absolutely. And, and they did hire black. I just in case you don't know, they, it's, you know, <laughs> Ryan Coogler uh, definitely black. Yes, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know you 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 can't hire a black guy to make a Wes Anderson movie because it's a Wes Anderson movie. Like that's entirely like white, so that's, that's entirely deal. cooked up in his head. Right. That's not the studio didn't say I want to make a hipster animated dog movie. Who can I get to do it? They said Wes Anderson go make a movie. Here's a check. And right. This is what he came back. It's, it's the same a, way. It's not a Japanese yeah. tale that he I mean he wrote this story. Right. For it's an original the, you know, story yeah. and it is it is 
I mean, and like we've said before, I mean, this is still up there with the most Wes Anderson-y movies that Wes has ever Anderson. <laughs> it is a complete Wes Anderson yeah. movie from so his good. mind. And I like, I feel like I learned about Japanese culture. I think that they, they put a, like, they handled it very well. I don't think that, I mean, they were not making fun of it at any point. They were not taking advantage of it. Like, I, from my point of view, I feel like I learned more and know more about Japanese culture than I did before and never was it making fun of it. Sure. So I just feel as a white director that only could do a white Wes Anderson movie, he handled it well. Yeah. So from my point of view, it's not an issue. But to get up past all that, if you're like, how are, are you going to be able to understand it? It's a silent movie where dogs bark and you have to interpret the story. No, 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 no. <laughs> the dogs speak English. There are English-speaking characters that translate the Japanese for you. They put a lot of things on screen. Yeah. And my, I haven't read anything about it, but my point of view is that Wes Anderson is such a visual filmmaker that if you put subtitles up when all the Japanese people are speaking, you're, you're going to miss all his great yeah. visuals. That is, that is always a problem, I think. So I watch a lot of um, like Asian cinema, mm-hmm. not like actual oh, cinema to- yeah right yeah <laughs> and it's, it's, he calls hentai asian, asian cinema, cinema. Yeah. but it's also like i just watched the villainous the other day yeah. and it's like it's an amazing looking movie but you are taken away from the visuals like it's kind of like a hardcore harry yeah. kind of movie um what about hardcore henry that's what i meant uh <laughs> well, hardcore harry is the porn parody yeah, right, right? Like, <laughs> hardcore harry <laughs> Yeah, is the porn right? Yeah, hard, yeah, hardcore right. hair, yeah. leisure suit, hardcore <laughs> yeah. hair. But it does. It it's it it takes a it takes a little bit away. Like I have again, For beautiful films that are yeah. all about the visuals. It takes sure. a little bit away it, it when can. you're reading the subtitles. But, but what this, I wish they would do with subtitles is they need to stop putting them at the bottom of the screen. Where would you put them? Put them next to the person who's talking. I uh, see. I, on uh, is it Hulu? Some Amazon. One of those does put them where the focus is. Because, it's kind of cool. Yeah, because you always have to look away, right. and like that's what I don't like. I like when they get creative with the subtitle, yeah. and like the, I, I think if that, it's filmed you know, for that. I would think that would be fine. But, but if, you can if make you're them throwing text in the big, middle. Of this. Don't put big black letters with the black background. You do sure. just the white letters right. with a little shadow. Like there are ways to do subtitles. Let's say there's better ones than others. Amazon subtitles, I believe, are bad. I think those are... No, you can change Amazon. It's Netflix subtitles are black, I think, with the white letters, oh, and okay. they're distracting. Uh, Hulu and Amazon. Hulus are pretty good. They're at the very bottom of the screen, but they're like white and not obtrusive at all. And, uh, and Amazon's, you can change the size, the background color, the font color. Those are nice, still at the bottom, but yeah. they're better. But I hate the ones where you're stuck with uh, letters that take up a third of the uh-huh. screen, uh-huh. and you're just like, I want subtitles, but I don't want those. Right. I don't yeah. want, well, I also, like, I want to watch this movie, and yeah. I don't have to be constantly looking up, looking down, looking yeah. up, looking yeah. down. But so the point is that the Isle of Dogs, it's a just a fantastic movie. It's very delightful. It's hilarious. It's, it's great. A lot of great people in it. Uh, very fun story. And uh, it's very easy to follow, but it's very fast moving. It's it's that quirky Wes Anderson type of story, and it moves very fast from scene to scene. So if you were reading subtitles, you would miss half of it. Right. And and that's the reason. So don't be scared of it because you hear that it's kind of or weird. Or watch the trailer. The trailer shows what yeah, the movie's going to look like. Yeah. I just think yeah. a lot of people are just like, how do you understand it? Sure. And it's, it's not an issue. So oh, go man. see it. You'll be happy. There's a blockbuster all the time. Does this movie have subtitles? Yeah. I don't want it. All right, man. You miss a lot lot of really good movies that way. I do. I still with Isle of Dogs. The funniest joke was in the the this thing they made for movie theaters, like how movies now make thing like turn off your phone, right? Where the dogs are like turn off your phone, like and they play a ringtone. He's like, see how annoying that is. Play another one, and there's dead (laughs) silence, and he's like, right? Oh, 
Yeah, you, oh, is that we just us can hear that? That's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, that's pretty good. That was that great. different yeah. than the one we? I didn't, no, we saw that one. That was the same yeah, one. Okay, yeah. that was good. Brian Cranston. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> oh no, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're I welcome. Guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me at ReviewSTL.com. And this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. This is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to find the show online, you can do it at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers on Twitter at Real Spoilers or at RealSpoilers.com. Uh, that's it for this one. Coming up next time, we will tackle... What do we see? Oh, Ready Player One. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem. With, that's the problem with real spoilers after dark. It's getting dangerously close <laughs> to my bedtime. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a real weekend at Bernie's situation yes. here pretty soon. So, uh, so thanks for tuning in. Until next time, you've been warned. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait? Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got off stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd. Hey, guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're a hundred proof. I asked her her name. She said, blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? Said, I was very amused. I started throwing bass. She started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Come on, Jeff. I'll take it from here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.